Hello, this is Reverend Eric I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Friday communion service, and uh, I want you to know that God is going to touch you, God is going to bless you, God is going to cause this day to be a memorable day in your life. Praise the name of the Lord. And... Um, I want to especially uh, also welcome um, a friend of mine, Prophet Felix Ga of Empowerment Chapel. Let's give a big hand clap. Let's give a big hand clap. Um, um, he's both here in the States and uh, he's fellowship with us this morning. Hallelujah. This morning, uh, before we take our communion, I'm going to speak on the Passover lamb. The Passover lamb. So let's bow and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that the entrance of your word will bring us light and understanding. We ask that we'll be receptive to your word and receive what you have purposed for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So as we celebrate Easter, which is one of the most pivotal um, uh, events in our Christian calendar, I want you to understand that God is a God of celebration. God is a God of events. God is a God of days and times and all that. And uh, Easter is a very pivotal aspect of our lives. Now, we must understand that when God saw that Adam and Eve failed and sinned, God had a plan B for the redemption of the human race. So, God always has a plan B. I want you to know that God always has a plan B. No matter what happens, God has a plan B. Praise the name of the Lord. So everything we see in the Old Testament, always of, most often than not, is a type and a shadow of what we see in the New Testament, which God planned ultimately. From, from Genesis chapter 3, God put into motion a redemption plan. So everything that happened in the Old Testament into the New Testament to where we are today was deliberately planned by God. Hallelujah. Now, one of the names that Jesus is called is the Passover lamb. Someone say the Passover lamb. The Passover lamb. The, one of the major times that that, uh, that very word was illustrated in the scripture is in Exodus chapter 12. So Exodus chapter 12 verse 1 to 6. Exodus chapter 12 verse 1 to 6. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying that this man shall be the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying that on the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, let him or his neighbor next door to his house take according to the number of persons. According to each, each man's need, you shall make the count of your lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish and a male of the first year and you shall take it from among the, from the sheep or goat and you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. Now, the background to this story is that God had, uh, Israel had gone into captivity and they were in Egypt. And God wanted to deliver them from the captivity of 
Egypt, which is a demonic captivity. And God sent Moses, his servant, and he went in there, and God used him to work nine plagues. The agenda is that he wants to release his children. And the tenth one is what I'm about to discuss. We are, we are discussing here. And I want you to know that the Bible says that in the month of Nisan, he says that it shall be the beginning of months for you. I want to announce to somebody that as you celebrate Easter, it shall be the beginning of months for you. It shall be a new season for you. It shall be a new turnaround for you. It shall be the beginning. I believe in the Gregorian calendar, which, which is in January, but there's always a season that God passes you over from the old to the new. God begins to open the latches of heaven and begin to bring you a blessing, a favor. I'm here to announce to somebody, God is about to cause you that it shall be, be a beginning of months for you. What you never saw in your life, what you never saw in your ministry, what you never so in your business, it shall be the beginning of months for you. I see somebody about to pass over from the old to the new in the name of the Lord Jesus. I speak to somebody here that after this service, the old chapter is closer, a new chapter is being opened, a new grace is being released in the name of Jesus. Somebody's about to pass over. We will not just celebrate Good Friday, but somebody's crossing over. Praise the name of the Lord. Take your seat. So the Bible says here that they shall take the lamb on the tenth day and keep it aside from the goats or the sheep for the next four days. And after the four days, which is the 14th day, they shall now slaughter that lamb at twilight. And at twilight, they will now eat it with bitter herbs and make sure that they put the blood on the lentils and their windows. Some say lentils and windows. So it was a prophetic instruction. So for every household, you take one lamb, and you, after you, you, you kill it, you don't use the blood, but you put the blood on your lentils. And he says that I shall come into Egypt that night. And anyone who hasn't got that mark on his or her door, I'll visit with the spirit of death. So anyone that put the blood, the the demonic power. And let me say something. God has angels who kill. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ah. You see? <laughs> God has wicked angels who. Hey. They have, they don't have portfolio. They are not cherubims. They are not seraphims. They are not whatever. It is. They just oh, send that one. Go and block the nose for three seconds. Then the person dies. Because he's arrogant and he's playing before me. But the Bible says here that because of that blood, when the spirit of death comes through the place in Egypt, it will pass over you. I speak to somebody today that because of the blood, I see somebody, God is about to cause anything that has 
taught you anything assigned against you to pass over your house, pass over your business, pass over your career, pass over your ministry, any demonic assignment, any spirit of wickedness that has been released against you, I decree today by the power of the Holy Spirit and I speak over you, it shall pass over you. I see somebody passing over from poverty to riches. From uncompleted projects to a place of completion. Anyone that is expecting a child after this communion service, your baby is on the way. Your womb is about to open because there's a passing over today. Somebody shall pass over. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you are interpreting this, but me, I know that because of the blood, uh, I, I was supposed to have died yesterday. I was supposed to have died 10 years ago. I was supposed to have died 20 years ago, and even uh, 45 years ago, but I am still here because when the enemy came, uh, the blood was speaking, and it passed over me. I speak over somebody. You, it shall pass over you. It shall pass over your, your life. Uh, the enemy cannot touch you. Ah, I speak in the name of Jesus. Take your seat. Now, I want you to understand that in the Levitical order, you can still come and give your offerings. doesn't matter. In the Levitical order, God also instituted the concept of the lamb and more or less the escape goat. I want you to track with me this morning. Leviticus chapter 16 verse 6. So in those days when Israel had to go and ask for forgiveness of sin at the month of Nisan, the beginning of the year, which is actually believed to be September or something. Forget about whatever theologians or all kind of speculators will say that uh, Easter shouldn't be today, whatever. It was a replacement. What I know is that my Christ died and resurrected. Which day he resurrected? I'm not a theologian. Ah, is, it the, is it the day that he dies that matters to me or the spiritual significance and the deliverance and the day? If you don't take time, theology can lock you up. Oh, yes, I went to Bible school for four years. I went to do my master's for over three years. I did, I, did, I did philosophy of religion. To do MPhil in religion is not a joke. And I dealt with the concept of prayer meetings and prayer centers. So the dynamics of the spirit is very important. So whether I, so or Christmas Day was not, it was, who told you? Me, Christ came and died. Number two, at Christ, as Easter, he died for me. On Good Friday, it was a bad Friday for him, but it's a good Friday for me. I don't care what the theologians will say. I don't care what people will say. I don't care, but I know. So in the month of Nisan, let, let, let's look at this text. Let me, just, let, let me just go into the word. Something's about to hit somebody today. Praise the name of the Lord. So Aaron shall offer a bull as a sin offering for himself. And make atonement for himself, for his house. Then he shall take two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle. Then Aaron shall cast lots for two goats. 
One lot for the Lord and the other lot for the escape goat. Then Aaron shall bring the goat on which the Lord, the Lord's left fell and offer it as a sin offering. That the goat on which the Lord failed to be an escape goat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement upon it and let it go as the escape goat into the wilderness. So what happens is that number one, Old Testament is, I don't know why you've ever read Leviticus. Some of you think that New Testament is tough. Old Testament is serious. Old Testament, when you live read Leviticus, you realize that the rules, like every day God will be punishing us. That before you enter the you are killed <laughs> because you have disobeyed. The, the rules and the regulations. Tough. It says that number one, Aaron will take a bull and kill on himself and his whole household. It shows how that God, sometimes we must understand what we have benefited from Christ because we don't deserve it. So now, everyone will do that. Then he picks two goats. Then he casts a lot in the tabernacle. So he casts a lot, and one lot, of, the one which falls on the lot, it becomes the sin offering. Then one is left to go. So the sin offering, they'll confess all the sins of Israel on that goat or that lamb. Then they now slaughter it and send the blood into the holies of holy. And the Bible says that when he enters the holies of holies, then heavens open. Praise the name of the Lord. So you are seeing how Aaron will pick the goat. One is for sin offering and one is an escape goat. And that one is sent into the wilderness. Sometimes they leave, sometimes whatever happens. But let's continue and see something, how this played out in the life of Jesus. Are you following this morning? Prophet, God, sit down. Bishop, Bishop, uh, Bishop, Alote said, you're scaring me. <laughs> Bishop, Alote is preaching, I'm standing, say, you're scaring me. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So the altar, we see the sin offering goat and the escape goat. Now, I want you to know that Matthew chapter 27, something very interesting happened that day. Jesus is wonderful. God has always a plan B. Verse 15 said, now at the feast of the governor was accustomed to releasing a multitude to the multitude, one prisoner whom they wish. And at that time they had a notorious prisoner called Bar Barabbas. Therefore they gathered together to Pilate and said, whom do you, and Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release to you? Barabbas or Jesus Christ, who you call Christ. For he knew that he had been handed over because of what? Envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him saying, have nothing to do with this just man, for I have suffered many things today in my dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes and they asked for Barabbas to, and destroyed Jesus. And the governor answered and said to them, which of these two do you want me to release to you? But he said, they said Barabbas. Then Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? And they said to him, let him be crucified, sin offering. Then the governor said, why? What evil has he done? 
But they cried out all the more, say, let him be crucified. And when Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, political, rather than tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude. I am innocent of the blood of this just man. You see it. To, to, you, you see to it. And all the people answered, may his blood be upon us and our children. And they released Barabbas to them. And they called Jesus and delivered him to be crucified. Now, so we are seeing two things here. Barabbas was a condemned prisoner. He was a revolt. He revolted against the Roman uh, regime and whatever. It was an executioner, blah, blah, blah. But when the time came, the first thing happened that Jesus entered Jerusalem on the 10th day of Nisan on the donkey. I see how it's made out. So, on the 10th, the last Sunday, as we were celebrating Palm Sunday, that was the 10th day that he walked into Jerusalem. Then, for four days, he went into the temple. He taught, he rebuked, he said, My house shall be a house of prayer over 10 tables. And now, the next four days, he was now arrested and he was being trialed. And for the next four days, if you notice, they couldn't find any fault on Jesus. Like how they took the lamb and placed him for four days. On the tenth day that they couldn't find fault on him. The Passover lamb. The Passover lamb. So you are seeing now. Now, Barabbas was a very notorious person who should be killed. So the Passover lamb was chosen and set apart on the tenth day of the month of Nisan. Then the lamb which was to be inspected for four days until the 14th day, and the spot of blinking must be disqualified as a sacrificial lamb. So Jesus taught in the holy temple, synagogues, until the fourth day they found no fault on him. And at the appointed time, the Passover lamb was slain by the people. So Barabbas was the one who should have been killed a revolter, an armed robber. A killer, a sinful person, but you see the same concept playing there. And unfortunately, the people said that we want Jesus crucified as a sin offering. They didn't know. And they said something that let his blood be upon we and our children. Some people believe that the crisis in Middle East today is because of this statement. Let his blood. That's how come. Pilate washed his hands. I don't want to have anything. I don't want to have any. His blood should be on my hands. But I see how the thing played out. So you will see here that Jesus was a replica of the lamb that was crucif- that was sacrificed in Exodus chapter 12. I get in the picture. So it shows that he is the Passover lamb. And what amazed me in my study was that for four days, he was in Jerusalem preaching and teaching. They were finding fault, but they couldn't find fault. Dila Venete. God is, always has a plan B. But what does the blood does for it? That's the main thing. Is somebody ready to receive now? So we see how the Passover lamb, and the Bible says that he was crucified. And, 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 and if you watch, when he was crucified, they, he handed over to them and they, they crucified him. So they placed our sin, our sin, the whole world sin was, was on the man. 
And like I said last week, that the cross was not a beautiful thing. The cross was not a place of glory. Today, we wear the cross in our... <laughs> yeah, I see everybody, apostles, bishops, we wear a nice cross. Maybe I have to get one. <laughs> but I want a cross on this building, amen? I want a cross that will have light. Showing to the heavens. When we go to the last floor. If you are coming from America, you see it up. Amen? It is possible. So we see how Jesus, the Passover lamb, saved us and gave us salvation. So the, by the gift of faith in the shed blood of our Lord, we receive redemptions of sin. So though we were like Barabbas, who were supposed to have been killed, who were supposed to have been destroyed, the people said, no, he presented himself unblemished. Remember that he was the firstborn of his parents too. They said the firstborn male. And the only thing is that he, he, he was, God made sure that he was not contaminated. But let's come to the real deal now. Number one, what does the blood of Jesus do? Number one, the blood of Jesus speaks better things. It speaks better things than the blood of Abel. I speak to somebody this morning. Whatever voice has spoken against your life, spoken against your business, spoken against your ministry, spoken against you. Hey, I decree today, the blood is speaking better things. The blood is speaking better things. I speak to somebody today, any voice from your family, any voice from your background, any voice from your great-grandfathers, any voice from your grandfathers, any voice from your father, any voice that has been speaking, I decree and declare, let it speak better things. Let it speak favor. Let it speak in increase. Let it speak power in the name of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 24. He says that to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of sprinkling, that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Today I stand in the name of Jesus. Any voice that has been following you, any horn that has been speaking, any pompous horns, any horns that says that as long as I am in this office, you will not be promoted. As long as I am in this family, you will not get married. As long as I am in this business, you will not go to the next level. We silence the horn. We silence the voice by the blood. Let it speak mercy. Let it speak mercy. Let it speak better things. Better favor. Better promotion. Better increase. Better health. Better prosperity. He said it shall speak better things. I speak over somebody that from today you shall hear better things. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I prophesy to somebody in a voice making claims on your spirit. In a voice making claims on your ministry. In a voice making claims on your next level. I silence the voice. Let the blood silence the voice. I believe in the word of God strongly 
but the word of God must be appropriated. Just yesterday or so, I chanced upon somebody say, I'll say it because maybe I'm online, but it's very important. Maybe you should hear it. So somebody made an, that made a hoax that John Dumelo is dead. But he's alive. It's a voice. So I was telling myself that has he got a pastor? Has he got an apostolic house he belongs to? So that he can go for it to be revealed. Because when that word is spoken, it goes to accomplish what it was sent forth until it is reversed. I'm going to drop a very big one here. Listen to me very carefully. I have been watching the global event and what is happening. When Haman wanted to kill the Jews, he paid 10,000 shekels into the treasury of King Ahasuerus. Now, on that day, the opposite occurred. That the Jews didn't go and pay the 10,000 back to negate the 10,000 sacrifice he did on their head. So, that offering was speaking to Hitler's shoulder. And 6 million Jews were exterminated. Because in Shushan those days, there were 6 million. Another one has started. Say he wants to cleanse. Cleanse. I won't say anything. That same spirit is in the atmosphere. Be careful when you hear something. You must negate it. Today I stand in the name of Jesus. Any voice that has followed you for generations. Any voice that has been pursuing your destiny. And that any voice from your father's house, from your grandfather's house, from your great-grandfather's house, from your maternal bloodline that is speaking against you. I declare that this voice will speak better things. I command prosperity. I command favor. I command increase. I command power. speak better things. The blood of Jesus will speak better things. The blood of Jesus will speak better things. It's speaking better things. Better things. It is not our blood. It's, it, it is speaking than the... You see, the blood of Abel was the blood of vengeance. But this blood is the blood of peace. Whatever they have said, they said in their caucuses, you see, this is the relevance of Easter. Whatever they have said, the statement they have made about you, about your business, whatever voice, by the power of Jesus, I silence that voice this morning. We silence this voice this morning. When you sleep and you have a bad dream, don't just get up and eat. When you hear somebody has said something about you, just sit down and say, Onti Minyeshi, who told you? Do you know what is back in the person? You must also speak back. You must also speak back. And today I speak back. Number two, the blood provides forgiveness of sins. Matthew chapter 26 verse 8. By the blood of his covenant, 
which was poured out for the forgiveness and the remission of sin. 28, 28. Matthew chapter 26, verse 28. The forgiveness of sin. Take your seat, you just drop it. Sometimes you know that when you are going through a challenge and unanswered prayer, then the enemy reminds you of your school days, the thing you did. I don't know you get what I'm saying. He takes you far back. He takes you far back. Things that God has forgiven you about. And reminds you of it. That is why, you see, don't be an accuser. Because that's the duty of the devil. There are some people, they accuse everybody. Every day they're accusing somebody. They're accusing somebody. The Bible says that he's the accuser of the brethren. So when God wants to do something for you, he says, ah, God. Then Jesus said, I have paid the price. The forgiveness of sin. And it is not our right. I'm not saying that misbehave yourself and come and say, God forgive. No, no, no. When sin abounds, grace abounds. But you must turn your back from it. Praise the name of the Lord. Forgiveness of sins. The blood made, ah, like who can stand before the Lord? Like me this morning, I have to kill one bull and plead blood over myself. Call my family, plead blood. Now I have to wear a cassock, a long one with um, uh, um, pomegranate and bells. And they have to tie my waist before I come to the holies of holies. So that if something happens, I misbehave and I'm dead, they can pull me out. But there was one sacrifice that was done. Once and for all. That is why, that is why. You see, sometimes you see charismatics build some of the things we do. That is why you can come to this altar without going through a veil. That is why when we're having a service, I saw people kneeling and people coming to grow. That is, that is what it is. Access. Access. Personally, I, I don't know. For me, my philosophy is that, though I know that there's no space, my best philosophy is that I won't have my, my steps right in front of me. Than going through the sides. Because access. Forgiveness of sin. Don't let the enemy. And sometimes people can even, who are believers, can look at you as if you are the most worst sinner. With a religious spirit. It's a religious spirit. I was thinking about it. It's a religious spirit. One of our teachers on a religious spirit. Having the power thereof. The form of godliness, but not having the power thereof. Religious spirit. Forgiveness of sin. I've been forgiven. All the bad things I did, I've been forgiven. But I must work out my, my salvation with fear and trembling because at any time, I can be called. Oh, yes. I, want, I know God will give me long life, but I'm, I'm ready any day. Number three. The blood of Jesus provides justification. It means the act of making somebody right with God. You have been justified. So we're one sinners, but we have been justified. We were once guilty, but we have been justified. So, so, my father is a judge. 
God forbid, I murder somebody. I go to the court. And my father is the one sitting as the judge. Now, according to the rules of Ghana, when you kill somebody, you are supposed to go also to be killed or go into life imprisonment. Then my father, after judging me and finding out that I was guilty, says that I, the judge, I'll go to jail for life and my son will be free. That is justification as simple as it is. So you were supposed to have been judged. You were supposed to have been jailed. You were supposed to have been killed like Barabbas. But he stood in so that you will have access. Don't let anybody make you feel you are not important to God. And this thing is not about how tall you are, how short you are, what's the color of your skin. It's about the blood. So, he makes us who are guilty declare righteous. So, anytime I show up in God's presence, God does not look at my past. God sees Christ. God sees Christ. So anytime that I, I stand before God, I am not the one standing. That is why we must be careful that we don't come to a point where you think that your works have brought you this far. Justification by faith. Number four, the blood brings protection. Exodus chapter 7. Then they shall take some of the blood and put it on the sides and the, the tops of the door frames of the houses where they ate the lambs. Verse 12, on that same night I will pass through Egypt and struck down every firstborn of both people and animals. I will bring judgment to all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on your houses where you are and when I see the blood I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I struck Egypt. From today I declare that by the blood you are preserved because of the Passover lamb any assignment of death any assignment of accident any kind of assignment to destroy you I decree and declare over your life and I stand in the name of Jesus and I fasten Psalm 91 over your life he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty I'll say of the Lord you are my refuge and my fortress my God in him I'll trust and the Bible says that surely shall deliver you Ah, from the peril of pestilence. And the Bible says that under his shadow you shall take your your, your curse. And the Bible says that he shall deliver, he shall cover you with his favors, and under his wings shall you take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. I decree in the name of Jesus that you shall not be afraid of any terror that comes by night, nor any arrow that flies by day, or any destruction that Lord do day. I speak over this house that you and your household is preserved from now to the end of this year you will see the end of 2022 you will see the end of 2022 no blood sucking demon will come against you I come against road accidents. I come against fires. I come against assassinations. I come against anything that the enemy will want to use against you that is why you must plead the blood now we don't need to go and kill a lamb. 
but we have been justified by the blood. So before you step out of the house, I plead the blood. Oh, let me say something to you. The devil thought he was strong until God gave him a red card. The red card was the blood. The Passover lamb. And not only that, uh, 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 and I realized, oh, somebody's about to get a blessing. Now, he told them that the night after I have done that, go to the Egyptians and take from them gold, silver, ornaments, and put it on your children. Today, as we pass over, as we cross over, as we celebrate, uh, any money that your grandfather didn't get, your great-grandfather didn't get, uh, your greater grandfather didn't get in your generation you are about to make that money that door is about to open that favor is coming wherever they have labored and they have not reaped you are about to reap there in the name of jesus god will give you back whatever the enemy stole and in one day god gave israel over 430 years of labor by the blood, we take wealth back. We take favor back. We take blessing back. Hallelujah. Take your seats. Protection. Number five, by the blood we are healed. Isaiah 53, verse 5. Healing is not a function of righteousness. It's a function of the blood. The Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. Deep openings. Deep openings. And in the, in the Roman uh, Empire then, when you are a criminal and you are supposed to be molested and, and crucified, sometimes they whip you with a whip with hooks on it. And, they, and one hook contains about nine pins or something. And they whip Jesus 39 times and drag it. I don't know why you get what I'm saying. Have you seen the fishing, fishing uh, hook? So the whip is there, but there's a hook on it. So when they whip him, pam. 39 of it. I think one of you have to watch Neil Gibson's song. So some of you repent and repent and repent and may live a holy life. I think we have to watch it. Neil Gibson, can we watch it? Uh, Passion for Christ. That is the closest. That thing you saw, it's not a human being, no, it was a dummy. You think one human being can do that? That is used. You have to sell the whole world and pay him. It was a dummy he used. And that is the closest we can see how Jesus suffered. I don't know whether you've ever had an, an, an anesthesia, an operation where you are recovering from operation, then you are between sleep and awake and the pain. Uh, <laughs> 1993, I said, hey, Jesus Christ, you suffered. Because you can, I was even given anesthesia, anesthesia. And when I was recovering, I was screaming and shouting. I said, I would just shout to Jesus, you, thank you for saving me. Because that time there was no anesthesia. There was nothing like that. And the man was bruised for our transgression, wounded. And it is believed by signs that all the sicknesses in the world come from 39 sources. Today I speak in the name of Jesus that whatever sickness is in your bloodline, whatever things that are travel generations, you are exempted in the name of Jesus. 
you are exempted in the name of Jesus. You are exempted in the name of Jesus. He was bruised for our iniquity. When you are, when people make you feel as if you are nothing. The chastisement of our peace was, was tortured. And by his stripes, we are healed. When the blood was oozing, as he was walking on the Via de la Rosa, my sickness was being healed. My disease was... Do you know sometimes we get even sick and we get healed, we don't know that we are healed? Sometimes your doctor sees something, says, ah, this thing, you go back again and say, it is gone. It's not medicine. The healing. The stripes. And today I want you to appropriate it. And not only that, some of us are hurt emotionally. The chastisement of our peace was placed. Some of us cannot sleep at night. The whole night you are tossing in bed. But may God give you good sleep today. May God give you rest today. When, because that peace that you are so, the Bible says he gave his beloved good sleep. May you be able to sleep soundly. Soundly. Am I speaking to somebody here? And today you have to appropriate some of you cannot sleep. The maximum you can sleep is one hour. The whole night. You are not praying. You are not reading. You are not studying. You just toss it in bed. And life. And God. And life. What this person. So you are not having peace. May God grant you peace tonight. May God grant you peace today. And the Bible says, six, we are redeemed by the blood. Pastor Nat just spoke about it. We're bought back. So what happened? A slave is bought. And the slave master is more treating the slave. But another slave master comes and says, how much? Did you buy him? As you mean, thousand dollars. Take the thousand dollars. Takes the slave from the slave master. Tells the guy, go. Redeemed. Redeemed. Paid for full. I don't know if you've watched that movie, um, uh, 12 Years something. Slave for 12 Years. There was a movie like that by one of these guys. It was a, about slave, a slave guy who, who, was, who was redeemed. And some other people caught him and were using. And it shows how we, we as Christians don't know who we are. Until the certificate today, the certificate is the blood. Ah! Show the blood to the devil that I've been redeemed. Every curse in my father's house, every curse in my mother's house, every curse that I travel generation. Jesus has paid for it. So no curse is coming to you. No curse is coming to your house. No curse is coming to your children. You guys, I think that Monday we have to watch that movie. The guy was paid for. Then I think he, he was a musician and they got him drunk. And for several years, over 12 years, paid for. But he was still, he became a slave again. Until his owner, Trace. Because those days there was not internet. 
and came to the northern part of America and showed it. That I paid for his life already. And by, after he was paid for by for 12 years. He was being bullied by another slave master. It was not his fault. He was a musician. They got him drunk before he arrived. They locked him. He didn't have the certificate. Tonight, today, show the devil your certificate. By his blood, I've been certified and redeemed. So, sometimes, I don't know about you, but there are things that when you see, you say, this one is not my portion. Yeah. This is not my portion. I don't know, I don't know how, how you see things, but sometimes, <laughs> you see things that you see that it's, this is where it's going. You say, it's not my portion. Because I've been redeemed. And you must appropriate it. Tell the devil that I've been paid for. And I speak over somebody here that you have been redeemed. You have been redeemed. You have been redeemed. The devil cannot have any authority over you. That's how come if you're a believer and you live righteously for God, your boldness in the spirit is strong. Because the devil is coming but he has nothing in you. This morning we're going to pray and activate these six things in our lives. We are declaring that God by this communion service, I receive life back. I receive the benefit of your death. And in the name of Jesus, whatever it is, let it pass over. Say the Passover lamb. Stand up on your feet. Stand up on your feet quickly. Stand up on your feet quickly. In the next few, we want to pray. Next few, we're going to pray.